in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. The city of Austin is changing the way it deals with some crimes from public intoxication and littering to low-level theft. The city council today approved expanding the downtown Austin community court to the entire city. Now, this court helps low-level defendants who are often homeless get access to services to hopefully keep them from offending again. Our Sam Stark spoke to leaders to learn how this expansion will help more people within the Austin city limits get access to those critical services. This is one more opportunity for us to show that as an Austin community, one Austin together, we're going to keep fighting every day to make certain that all Austinites get access to the services and the resources that they need. Thursday, the Austin City Council approved on consent to expand the downtown Austin community court's jurisdiction citywide. When it opened the court nearly 25 years ago, it was the first of its kind in Texas. We've really evolved our operations at the court, just like the community of Austin has changed over the last 25 years. We have become much more hands-on with individuals that are coming through the court, connecting them on-site to our integrated housing-focused case management services, basic needs, and connection to other resources that exist in the community. Before the approval today, the court only heard cases in downtown Austin, West Campus, and East Austin. The downtown Austin Community Court will now adjudicate some common Class E misdemeanors like littering or public intoxication all across the city. So whether or not you receive an offense, um, a Class C misdemeanor here in the downtown area or north or south, east or west Austin, they're still going to be handled appropriately and all those individuals will still have access um, to those services that we provide. Instead of jail time or fines, the court offers creative sentencing, such as intensive case management services. We as a body see that the entire city needs those crucial services that the DAC provides, and it means that expansion of service provision that more people get to have access to those case management services, to those social services and navigation. You know, Sam Stark, KXAN News. And just last week, the downtown Austin Community Court was selected to be a criminal justice mental health learning site. A division within the U.S. Department of Justice recently launched the program to help improve outcomes for those with behavioral health needs in the criminal justice system. San Antonio District Attorney Joe Gonzalez announced indictments today for three San Antonio <coughs> police officers involved in the fatal shooting of a woman who he says was experiencing a mental health crisis earlier this year. Sergeant Alfred Flores, an officer Officers Elisar Alejandro and Nathaniel Villalobos face murder charges for shooting 46-year-old Melissa Perez while she was in her apartment and they were outside. Officer Villalobos was indicted for aggravated assault. All three will be arraigned tomorrow. Now, it all happened in June when 46-year-old Perez refused to come out of her apartment. Police Chief William McManus says Perez was suspected of cutting the wires to a fire alarm, which is a felony, and swung a hammer at the officers. All three officers fired at Perez when she approached them again with the hammer, hitting her at least twice, according to McManus. He says the officers unreasonably put themselves into a situation where they used deadly force. Well, we are ready. That's what state and industry leaders are saying to Texans today about the state's energy grid. They say it's sufficient for the cold months ahead with many lingering concerns after the 2021 winter storm. Natural gas and geothermal energy giant Calpine announced a major new investment into the state energy grid, building a new 525 megawatt natural gas power plant in Freestone County between Waco and Tyler. The plant is expected to provide power to 85,000 more homes, adding 3,000 additional megawatts to the grid this year. 
Governor Greg Abbott and ERCOT CEO Pablo Vegas were at the announcement. Both say the state is more prepared than it's ever been. We have more generating and dispatchable resources available to the grid than we have had in any prior winter in history. Texans should know that as we approach January and February, it's going to get colder, uh, that Texas and the grid are better prepared than we've ever been. And this investment comes after the Texas legislature approved a plan to provide low interest loans to energy companies as incentives to build more power plants. The plan focuses on what's known as dispatchable energy. That means fossil fuels that are readily available whenever needed. Well, tonight we're not talking about extreme cold, but the weather headline is talking about a little rain. Yeah, a little rain coming in tomorrow. Today's kind of the break between our two rounds. We're also enjoying some warmer temperatures, feeling a little less like winter here on a December evening. 13 degrees warmer right now in Austin and Georgetown than it was yesterday at this time. We have had a lot of clouds out there, especially from Austin westward. That includes here in Liberty Hill, where it's mostly cloudy but dry. On the Whittlesea Landscape Supplies Cam, notice the warmer temperatures at 66, feeling very comfortable. Even though we have some clouds, no rain out there. Just a couple sprinkles here southeast of Fredericksburg. Overall, we do expect a dry evening, but that's going to change tomorrow. We're tracking this New Mexico storm system with rain changing to snow in parts of the Texas Panhandle. Coming up, don't miss the updates on the timing of your Friday evening plans and if rain is going to interfere, what this weekend looks like behind the system and also not a white Christmas, but the potential of a wet Christmas. Britt. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thanks so much, David. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is pushing back against a day on criticism of the war in Gaza, pledging to continue to fight Hamas militants. His comments come amid renewed international condemnation of his government, including from President Biden. But in public, the White House is toning down the criticism, saying Israel is doing more to reduce civilian casualties, mounting fewer airstrikes. But the humanitarian situation for Palestinian civilians inside of Gaza remains dire. The United Nations says up to half of Gazans are starving. The families of the remaining 135 Israeli hostages in Gaza are putting more pressure on Israel to restart negotiations. Well, meantime, the negotiations continue on U.S. aid for Israel and Ukraine as well, along with changes at the southern border. But there is no deal yet. Senators are scheduled to head home for the holidays tomorrow. The White House warns Ukraine is on the verge of running out of money to defend itself against Russia. Our Republicans insist major changes to U.S. immigration policy must come first. The Senate's top Democrat says his chamber will delay the holiday break to give negotiators time to work over the weekend with the hopes of having something ready for a vote on Monday. Eleven years ago, a community suffered the deadliest K-12 school shooting in U.S. history at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. A 2012, in 2012, a gunman killed 20 children ages 6 and 7, as well as six adults inside that school. The assailant then took his own life. This falls one day after the White House hosted nearly 100 lawmakers from around the country to discuss how their states can try to better reduce gun violence, including a Texas House Democrat, Vicki Goodwin, from Austin. Now, that event was run by the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, a new undertaking from President Biden in September that has developed guidelines to help states take action. Well, some flight attendants say their bosses have their heads in the clouds. The things United flight attendants are asking for as holiday travel ramps up. And a look at a specialized team on the border, their deep dive to slow down illegal border crossings. 
Well, as holiday travel takes off, flight attendants are staying on the ground. Dozens of United flight attendants demonstrated at Austin's airport today, part of what they call a nationwide day of action demanding a fair contract. The attendants are represented by the Association of Flight Attendants Union, and they say today's picket will call out the greed and disrespect of United executives with nationwide and even international demonstrations across nearly 20 airports. They add there have been delayed improvements for them, but significant improvements for pilots. The flight attendants told us today they only receive full pay once the plane door closes and they get per diem on the ground. The union's president says this issue will impact flyers. Our flight attendants deserve to be paid for all time on the job, whether on the ground or in the air. We are the largest passenger-facing work group at the airline, and this will directly affect the flying public. Now, we asked United Airlines about their claims, and in a statement, they told us, quote, we continue to make progress with the AFA. We look forward to scheduling additional negotiations with the AFA and the federal mediator to reach an industry-leading agreement for our flight attendants. All right, well, here's a look at the days the FAA is expecting to be the busiest for Christmas travel. Next Wednesday is when travel really starts to pick up with over 40,000 flights taking off between then and the weekend. It then tapers down and then picks up again the day after Christmas. The FAA says if you plan to be on any of those flights, be ready. Okay, from planes to cars, the company in charge of the self-driving cruise cars is running on E, the reason for laying off a huge chunk of employees. Some of us not seeing any measurable rain today, but officially in the city this morning, one one hundredth of an inch. Tomorrow, we could get a little more fortunate. We'll time out the rain and a beautiful weekend after this. To the border and News Nation got an exclusive inside look at the Texas Department of Public Safety's brush team. And we are getting to see it firsthand at how the specialized tactical unit tracks down and arrests those whom they call gotaways. They say they're busier than ever because the southern border is seeing a dramatic surge in migrants right now. News Nation's Allie Bradley is in Eagle Pass with what's being done to slow down these crossings. DPS elite brush team are blacked out. No lights, no reflectors, just pure darkness. They hit the road and on foot using flashlights and drones. The thorny terrain no match for the stealthy squad on a mission to find those who don't want to be found. And just like that, they are. This young illegal immigrant discovered hiding in the shoulder tall brush. Hola, como estas? Soy un periodista, me llamo Ali. He tells me his name is Vilda and he's 22 years old. His journey started in Honduras and ended here last night. News Nation cameras were rolling this rainy night as eight illegal immigrants were arrested for criminal trespass on a private ranch. Mucho gusto, Ali. Two of the men who said they were from Honduras told us they tried to go the legal route, but say after a month of failure, they believe sneaking in was their only option. But they now face state charges for criminal trespass. Their hopes at asylum down the road dashed by their impending criminal record. The difference the work that we're doing here on these ranches are these are individuals that are evading capture they're trying to go undetected, and in that case, they get picked up by human smugglers. We're trying to prevent that. Um, what you're seeing right now, what you saw on these ranches, are illegal immigrants that are here for economic reasons. And the most part, the, the majority that we've come across are here for economic reasons. They want a better life, we understand that. But of course, that does not meet the current asylum process. So 
that's what we're trying to prevent. Lieutenant Oliveira says Operation Lone Star is critical to ease an overcrowded and overwhelmed federal immigration effort. It's important because now if we're not actually making these arrests, and turn them over to Border Patrol, that's an ongoing cycle now where they get deported back and then they're back doing it again the same day. So now we can actually try to put a stop to that by having some type of deterrence. Operation Lone Star has expanded several times over the last two years to accommodate the increasing number of people trying to evade law enforcement. My cameras were rolling back in 2021 when it all began. There were more than 600,000 known gotaways recorded last year, according to DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, marking more than 1.7 million under the current administration. But where the federal government has come up short, Texas has stepped in. We've made over 10,000 arrests for now just on criminal trespass. And you got you to gotta keep in mind, too, that if we don't have these state resources patrolling these rural ranches, um, then these are potential gotaways. As Ali Bradley reporting, Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star has expanded several times to accommodate the influx and illegal immigration. But the governor still hasn't been able to sign a bill that would allow local law enforcement to make immigration arrests. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans joining us now to talk about yet another weather change. And I keep hearing you say you're looking out extensively to Christmas, which yes. is so <laughs> wild that you can look out that far. Well, we don't have a lot of specifics. Right. But we do know that there could be some rain across the state that weekend, maybe impacting your drive to Dallas, Houston or wherever your family resides. In the meantime, we're waiting on a little bit of rain tomorrow. Today has been mainly dry, but mainly cloudy, especially from Austin westward. You see on the satellite loop, this is leading to a big disparity in temperatures of 15 degrees. Chilly out in Fredericksburg at 55, but it's 70 right now in Bastrop. Austin kind of in the warmer side with a few breaks of sun. We're in the upper 60s right now from Austin up to Georgetown where it's 67. 68, slightly warmer than that in Westlake. Beautiful live view under mostly cloudy skies on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. If you look closely down below here, you can still see some fall foliage. It has been pretty out there in the hills this season. Now, this is all part of a cranking storm system that has successfully produced over 18 inches of snow at some of the ski resorts in northern New Mexico. This storm system, we've been talking about it all week. And remember yesterday, we picked up on a little change in its track, which is going to be bad news for drought relief here from this system. It's still heading straight eastward, but any moment now, the storm is going to get scooped up northeastward. This means as it makes its closest pass to us tomorrow, it'll be farther away from us. That centers the rain and storms far to our north while we get more of a glancing blow. I know it can be frustrating to see these things pan out, believe me. This evening, we do expect a couple isolated showers in the hill country, but otherwise mainly cloudy and dry weather. By morning, though, as the storm system gets closer, it's a little cloudier and a few more isolated showers are developing out west. The timeline has pushed back by another couple of hours, so while a few isolated showers remain possible for everyone mid-morning, even through midday, the main boundary, which is going to bring your best chance of rain, hang, hangs up in the hill country, even through lunchtime. By early mid-afternoon, though, it's moving into the Austin area, so not heavy rain for everybody, I'll promise you that, but a few showers, maybe even a thunderstorm moving through. Austin, our best shot of rain about 2 to 5 p.m. as it appears right now. By that time, the hill country drying out. Our eastern counties, though, you may have a little rain through dinner time or even late tomorrow evening. This will all clear out of our area by 10 p.m. tomorrow night with drier, cooler air coming in behind it. Rainfall, I know it's disappointing to see this, but it looks like everybody may get under a half inch now. Some of us closer to zero, depending on how this pans out. Have to wait for the next one. 
Weekend weather, though, looks great behind it with windy weather blowing in behind this system on Saturday. Temperatures, though, not a lot cooler behind this Pacific cold front. 64 Saturday, 69 with winds settling down on Sunday. May not see a cloud around all weekend. Tonight, cloudy, relatively warm for December at 55. Few isolated showers develop. Not a washout at all tomorrow. I want to be clear about that. A high of 67 with a few scattered showers or a thunderstorm. After that, north winds drop humidity and they drop morning lows. A little chillier, especially by Sunday with a rural freeze possible. Next week, the week before Christmas, looks great overall. But notice by the end of the seven-day, clouds return with a few isolated showers on Thursday. This is part of what Britt was talking about. Wetter than normal weather expected from the 22nd through the 28th. Of course, details are a little sketchy this far out, but it looks like we could see periods of rain over the holiday weekend. Of course, we'll pass along detailed updates to you as it gets a bit closer. I just can't believe Christmas is that close. Thank you so much, David. General Motors, owner of the Cruise Autonomous Vehicles, which used to drive around here in Austin, is laying off 900 employees. That is about 24% of its workforce. And this comes one day after Cruise let go of nine key leaders for the company's response to the October accident in San Francisco. A driver hit a woman, pushing her in the path of an oncoming cruise car. That cruise car did try to stop and did pump the brakes, but still that woman was hit. It then dragged her over 20 feet, causing serious injuries. Since then, the fleet was suspended in October, including here in Austin. Leadership has been thrown out. Production of new cars has been halted. More have been recalled, and local and federal governments have launched their own investigations. Well, up next, lost and finally found. How a lost plush puppy made its way home after spending some time at Austin's airport. Right now, what airlines and airports are doing to avoid service meltdowns during this holiday season, and we hear from rural hospitals who say Medicare Advantage programs are hurting them by denying reimbursements. Those stories tonight on Nightly News. If you're making some holiday plans, head to a Texas town that made the list of most Christmassy towns in America. Yes, it's a thing. It's in Grapevine, Texas. It made the top 75. The survey was made up of 3,000 towns across the country. The historic downtown streets of Grapevine host over 1,400 Christmas events, including the North Pole Express, where families can go on a train ride with Santa. The study says the town transforms into a winter wonderland with millions of lights and lavish decorations. Find what else makes Grapevine so magical along with the other towns on that list under this story at KXAN.com. Well now for a sweet story amid the hustle and bustle at Austin's airport. Austin Bergstrom International worked all day to find the owner of a missing plush puppy. The airport posted last night someone found the stuffed animal on the second floor of the blue garage outside the elevator. By this morning, it still hadn't been picked up. So the pup got to work to fill his time at the airport. He even interviewed for a position, they say, <laughs> with the planning and development team. But less than an hour ago, good news, the owner was found. The airport posted these photos saying two-year-old Lucas is overjoyed to have his best friend, Capoosh, back in his arms. And for us, it's Bunny. If we lost Bunny, <laughs> it, it wouldn't go over well in our Let's household. Let's protect Bunny. So I get it. Here's what's coming up tonight on KXAN. It's that clip show, holiday edition at 7, and then a rerun of Saturday Night Live at 8, followed by KXAN News at 10. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 over on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.